Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message comes from those two Gospels that you heard already today, the Palm Sunday Gospel and the Passion Sunday Gospel. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if you were to see someone on the side of the road with a flat tire, and you pull over to stop and help them, you get out of your vehicle, and, and then they say, Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you stopped. I've been waiting so long for somebody to come by and help me. You'd probably help them, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just get back in your car and drive off, right? But what if you go and you pull over and you get out of your vehicle and they say, I'm so glad you stopped to help, but I want you to know ahead of time that if I ever see you on the side of the road with a flat tire, I'm going to keep driving. I'm not going to return the favor because I care more about myself than I do you. Would you still help them? Or now, would you get back in your vehicle and drive off? If you freely helped someone, how would it make you feel if you knew ahead of time that they were going to turn their backs on you? If, you, if they were in the same position, that they were just going to keep driving and ignore you. How about one more scenario? What if you pull over, get out of your vehicle, and they say, I'm so glad you stopped. Thank you so much. I owe you my life. If I ever get the chance to repay you, I will. I will do anything for you. But then, what if you knew down the road that they actually would not repay you, that they would not do anything for you, that in fact they would act like they never knew you in the first place, that, they, that you had never helped them, that you had never met. Would you still help them? Or now finally would you get back in your vehicle and drive off? And while we're on this topic, when was the last time you needed help? When was the last time you needed to be rescued? Have you been on the side of the road needing help? Needing a jump start? A flat tire changed? Did you get snuck, stuck in the snow and needed somebody to push you out? Have you found yourself isolated or quarantined in the last year and needed someone to go pick up your groceries? Go get your medication. Drive you to some appointment. Were you sick and needed someone to look after you? Make sure that you took all your medication in its proper dosage. Or maybe you had surgery and you needed somebody to clean your wounds. To maybe help do the things that you weren't able to do yourself anymore. And maybe you've needed to be helped or to be rescued on a regular basis. Maybe your health is failing. Or you're prone to accidents. Or you've just had bad luck with things that aren't supposed to break down so often, like cars. And how do you do in regards to admitting that you actually need help? Are you someone who tries to do all things on your own, even if you know that you can't or that you shouldn't? 
Do you try to take care of yourself even if it means that you might make things worse? Or are you the type of person that never asks for help? And so if something does break, it just never gets fixed. When we go to the Palm Sunday procession, we see a crowd of people that needed help. They were being ruled by the Romans, and they were looking for the Messiah who would come and take back the throne that the great King David had established. They were looking for that mighty warrior, that conquering king, just like David had been. And the people cry out, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They had seen Jesus. They had witnessed his miracles. He is the one. And when we take a closer look at what the word Hosanna means, what we're going to see is exactly what the people were saying. Because you may read Hosanna, you may sing the word Hosanna, but do you really know what it means? If not, you will soon enough. If we get into the Hebrew, the root word of Hosanna is the Hebrew word yesha. And yesha means help or save. It's combined with another word, and we get the word in the Old Testament, hoshiana, or Hosanna in Greek, which means help us please, help us now. And so when you see cries to deliver us, to rescue us, to save us in God's word, that's Yesha, that's Hosanna. But it goes even farther than that. Because the root word of Yehoshua, the name of Joshua, the Hebrew name of Jesus himself is based upon Yesha. Now hear the words of the angel to Joseph. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And see that Jesus' name is an indication of what he will do. And as the crowds shout, Hosanna! They're basically crying out to Jesus to be who he is named to be, to be who he is called to be, to be who he is. They're saying, save us, O Savior. And they're also saying, which may sound pretty weird to say, but the cry of Hosanna is a cry to Jesus us. And the crowd say three things here in Matthew's gospel. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and Hosanna in the highest. They're calling out to Jesus as the son of David, from the line of David. Here is their king. They're proclaiming that he comes in the name of the Lord, that he comes in the name of God, as God. And they're declaring Jesus as the highest, the highest one. They are calling him God. Yet in just a few days, those people who were shouting Hosanna for Jesus to come and save them were possibly the same ones who turned their backs on him and shouted, crucify him. Why would they do that? 
because Jesus didn't come like the son of David and reclaim David's throne and crush the Romans in battle like many expected him to. Here we are on Palm Sunday. And have you ever thought about that road that Jesus takes here and how he must have felt knowing what was going to happen? Knowing what these people here were saying to him and knowing that in a matter of days, many of them were going to turn their backs on him. That the crowds of thousands that had been following him would soon disappear. And then there was Peter, who had said that he would never deny Jesus. He would die before he denied Jesus. Yet there he was, after Jesus was arrested, Denying him three times. And on that road, Jesus knew all of this. He knew that the crowds would leave him, that the people would turn against him. He knew that his disciples would flee from him, that they would pretend that they didn't know him, and that they would even deny knowing him. Yet Jesus still took that Palm Sunday path on a donkey, just as a king would. Maybe he didn't come like the great King David that the crowds had expected. He didn't trample earthly kingdoms and empires. But he came. And that's what matters. He came. He did come as the highest one. He did come in the name of the Lord. He did come as the Lord, as God. And the path that he took was the path that he needed to take. The path that he took was the one that only he could take. And the path that he took didn't lead to the heart of Jerusalem to reclaim Israel's throne. The path he took was to reclaim the hearts of all people. Because what the people needed, what you and I need, is to be helped to be saved, to be rescued, to be delivered from our sin. We're all sinners. We have been born into sin, and we are born with a sinful nature, sin that has been passed down to us through our parents, from our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they first disobeyed God and turned their backs on him. And as a result, all of us, Turn our backs on God. Our hearts are hardened to God. We say we will follow him and we don't. We say that we will love him with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength and we don't. We say that we will love our neighbors as ourselves and we don't. Every single day we sin. And as a result of our sin, we deserve nothing but suffering, punishment, and death. We deserve hell. Yet even when we didn't love God, God still loved us and sent Jesus for us to die for us, to die for the disciples, to die for the thousands of crowds of people, to die for those who mocked him, who spit on him, who hurled insults at him, for those who rejected him. Because the only way for us to be helped, delivered, rescued, and saved from sin and death was for Jesus to come and take our sin and bear our death. 
Jesus is exactly who the angel said he was. The one who would save his people from their sins. And in order to do that, Jesus walked that road to Calvary. No longer the same king that the crowd had expected. No longer on a kingly donkey. But wearing a crown. A crown of thorns. And his throne became the cross that he was nailed to. And then the sign above his head read as much. The charge that was against him. The king of the Jews. You see, God doesn't always give us what we want, what we ask for. He gives us what we need. The Israelites wanted an earthly king. They cried out for one to come and save them from the Romans. They needed a humble king who would forego an earthly crown for an eternal one. They needed to be rescued and delivered, not just for a moment or for a generation, but for eternity. And in his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead, Christ proved that he defeated sin and death and the devil once and for all. And in his resurrection, he establishes his heavenly kingdom because he is the one true triumphant king who has triumphed over the grave so that all who believe in him would also receive a crown of everlasting life. And many of you sitting here, watching, you know this. You believe this. That Jesus is our Savior, our Rescuer, our Deliverer. But even after knowing and believing in Jesus and his death and resurrection, we still sin. We still turn our backs on Jesus. We still ignore him. We, we say that we don't need his help or we deny him altogether. We make ourselves king rather than turning to the one true king. We make ourselves God and make decisions as God rather than proclaiming Jesus as the one true God. I mean, this is what we do in our sin. Yet Jesus still walked that lonely road to the cross for us, knowing full well that even though he would die to save us, that we would still fall into temptation and sin, that we would cling to our old sinful nature, that old Adam. He did it because he knew that he is greater than our sinful nature, that the Holy Spirit is greater than our old Adam, and that God has come and has saved us. And that he will give us the gift of faith to believe in him. And that he will give us the Holy Spirit to help us turn away from our evil, sinful ways. And that he will walk with us. As we carry our own burdens in this world, as we carry our own crosses. And he will give us the strength to do so. Because he's already bore everything for us. Our sin. Our guilt our shame, and our death. And when we cry out to him in our times of need, when we say, Hosanna, save us, Jesus, that he will save us over and over and over again. That he will forgive us our sins. That he will restore us just like he restored and forgave Peter the one who denied him three times after the resurrection. He will do all of this for us. 
because he has already won our salvation through his death and resurrection. Jesus knew all of this, traveling that road to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. It's why he was born. It's why he was named Jesus. And he still willingly traveled all the way to the cross, to the death, to the grave for us to give us life. That is how much he loves us. And that is how much he wants all of us to have eternal life. Hosanna to the highest, indeed. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.